Welcome to Unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris. Here each week we engage in candid conversations with Nate, focusing in on some of the subjects brought up in the Sunday morning teaching shared at Mountain Life Calvary Chapel. Have you ever felt overwhelmed? Feeling like you just can't go anymore? Bills are piling up, but you have no idea how you're going to pay them. You need to rest, but you can't figure out how to make it happen. In this episode of Unscripted, we discuss how God created us with a need for rest and how we are able to obtain that rest even in the midst of the busyness of life. Let's join the discussion now. Hey, Nate, great to talk with you again uh, on this session of Unscripted. Uh, episode, that's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> episode of uh, Unscripted. Episode. Um, what episode are we on? Uh, the one more than the last one. Okay. I'm not sure. I lose, I lose count. Um, uh, so this teaching from this last Sunday was a little bit, you call it a one-off. Um, yes. And a little step aside from Ephesians. And you shared with us a little bit about uh, what's going on in your life, in your ministry, and uh, what the future holds here. And uh, just wanted to give you a chance to maybe uh, share that again here on the podcast about what God's leading you into in this uh, next season over the next couple months here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, at the beginning of the year, I, I usually sometime in the first few weeks of the year like to do just a review message of the past year of ministry and what God's done in our church. Um, just kind of high level overview. I mean, it's not super detailed and it's not all in on everything because it's just the beginning of the year. So we don't really have, you know, we're still kind of sorting some stuff out, especially financially and whatnot. But um, this year in doing that more really than kind of setting a vision and plan for the coming year, which we kind of covered a little bit in that um, I wanted to just kind of share what God's doing in my life and uh what kind of some of the stuff that he's called me to in the next couple of months that really is going to have an impact on um, the fellowship going forward, not just in the short term, but in the long term, I really believe in that positive impact uh, for what God has called us to. And so, um, you know, I talked a little bit in the message about uh, just kind of the update from this past year and how it was a, it was a, a coming out of COVID, if you will, just really a, a great season of growth and fruit and, um, really just a good, good year of ministry as a church. Um, but then heading into the next season of ministry, I really believe that God has called us at Mountain Life to, um, to kind of take it up to the next level, to, to, to level it up a notch uh, in what we're doing, both in our church at home, you know, at, in, in the, the main location in Edwards and in Glenwood Springs, but also uh, spreading outside beyond our borders a little bit and really, really making an effort to reach the 96% of people in these mountain communities who don't know Jesus, um, realizing that we have a unique opportunity to do that. We have freedom to do that. There are other places in the world where there are 95, 96% of people that don't know Jesus. Uh, most of those places are in unreached countries or enclosed countries like China or India, um, where it's illegal to share the gospel, but where we are, that's not the case. And so we have a, a really unique and, and privileged opportunity to reach people that don't know the Lord. And so I believe God's calling us to go big in the next season. 
But as a preparation for that, and really kind of as a, uh, a season of heading into what is my seventh year of ministry at Mountain Life, um, I, God has called me to take just a pause at the beginning of this year, just to set aside and really um, find Sabbath rest in Jesus. Um, just pausing from the day-to-day in and out kind of um, management of ministry and you know, pausing from teaching for a bit and really just focusing completely in a, and solely on my relationship with the Lord and on hearing from the Lord and growing in the Lord and really catching God's vision for the next season of ministry and growth mm-hmm. at, at Mountain Life even. So, um, so I'm going to be taking, you know, from the end of this month, uh, I'm going to be taking 40 days off of, off <laughs> of my day-to-day uh, duties at Mountain Life. I'm going to be taking that time off of teaching off of uh, counseling, off of leading the staff, off of all of that stuff, and really just seek the Lord, um, mm-hmm. spend a lot of time in prayer, spend a lot of time just connected with the Lord. I'm going to be doing some other things like uh, getting some counseling and some coaching, some pastoral coaching from an organization that really ministers to pastors and is kind of intended to help us uh, be in it for the long haul. And that's mm-hmm. that's really the goal for me is... Um, to be in this uh, for the long term, I think a lot of pastors burn bright and then burn out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a flash in the pan, and um, and they burn out either just through saying I, I can't handle this anymore, and I'm stressed and I'm anxious, and so they quit and they move on to something different, or they burn out in sin and flame Ooh. out. You know, um, and I don't want to be one of those statistics. So yeah. I, I'm I'm committed to this for the long term, and so. For me, as we head into the next season of growth and the next season of kind of uh, going for it, I want to make sure that I am grounded in and, and centered in the Lord for that season. So that's kind of that's kind of the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's so cool. I uh, you mentioned the forty days that that was unintentional on your part that uh, you just kind of planned it out based on how schedules were working and things like that. And then you look back on it and you you realized it was 40 days and, and you shared in the teaching a little bit about that, about um, some other examples in scripture of 40 day uh, yeah. things. What were those? Yeah. You know, it was really interesting. So I started planning for this sabbatical last summer, at the end of last summer, um, praying about it, really seeking the Lord, seeking some counsel from some of my close advisors on this um, and whether this is something that the Lord would have me do. And as I did, I'm like, okay, well, when would that work and how would we fit it in and kind of trying to plan it around the ministry calendar of the year and stuff. And um, I know a lot of sabbaticals are longer, more like three months, four months, even six months. Um, For me, this just isn't, that's not where I was at, I I think. Um, Not that those aren't good and I couldn't have done that. But for me, uh, I just felt like somewhere around five to six weeks felt like the right amount of time for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Just enough time to be out of the day-to-day kind of uh, operation of the church and really get with the Lord um, for the next season. So as I'm planning through that, I worked that through and I picked the dates and I was like, this is kind of an interesting, I'm curious how many days I'm taking off here. And I went through and counted them all and it was uh, a period of 40 days. Now it's not 40 days off of work because I have days off, right? Normally, but (laughs) it was 40 days, a period of 40 days um, that I had planned to be out. Um, and 
at first I was like, man, that's really cool. That's interesting. And I, you know, I know like the number 40, I knew a few of these things like Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a big connotation. There's a big, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but 40 is a big number in the scriptures. You know, mm -hmm. Moses was 40 days. I mean, I know it was 40 days and 40 nights in, in the boat as it rained. Um, the, the 40 kind of repeats itself, mm -hmm. but um, specifically, there are three different guys in the scripture that uh, God kind of pulled aside for a period of 40 days to focus in on their relationship with him, mm -hmm. on hearing from him, on receiving from him before they stepped into a season of greater ministry. Um, and one of those was Moses. Mm -hmm. Moses was 40 days up on Mount Sinai. That's when he received uh, the word of the Lord. That's when he received direction from the Lord for the people of Israel. That's when he received the Ten Commandments and the law. Um, that was Moses 40 days up on the mountain, um, which is which was pretty cool just to see that. But then as you go for a little further into the scriptures, Elijah was uh, 40 days after his um, victory at, uh, at against the prophets of Baal and Asherah. Uh, I mean, he defeated essentially 800 prophets all, all together. We read about the 400, but we also see in another chapter that there was another 400 prophets of Asherah there. And so he has this incredible victory of ministry in the Lord, probably like the best ministry day anybody could ever have. I mean, like God literally sent fire down from heaven and all this stuff happened. And then he gets this threat from Jezebel, the queen of uh, Israel at that time that says she's going to kill him. And he gets so freaked out by this that he um, runs and hides and mm -hmm. God meets him through an angel that brings him some food and some water and basically says, what are you, what are you doing? And sends him on this journey uh, to Mount Horeb, um, which is the, the mountain of God, it says. And he was 40 days in this time um, really preparing for what God revealed to him on the last day of that period, when we have this moment where Elijah is up in this cave on the mountain and the, the fire comes through and the earthquake comes through and the wind comes through and God's voice wasn't in any of those things, but then the, the still small voice came and met him there. And God really called Elijah into a, a season of greater fruitfulness after that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the third one of course is Jesus. Um, Jesus, before he began his ministry, spent 40 days in the wilderness, fasting and praying and seeking the Lord. Um, so I just thought that was pretty cool. Cause I, yeah, I, I thought that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. I just yeah. was like, here's what I'm thinking. You know, this is kind of a good time frame for it to work. This is in between busy seasons of ministry. So it's, I can be gone during this time realistically. And then when I sat down and looked at it, I'm like, wait a second, this is 40 days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's wild that, you know, I think that's cool confirmation from the Lord, even, you know, just that yeah. this is the right thing to do. Um, now, I think Moses didn't eat during his 40 days and Jesus didn't eat during his 40 days. And Elijah, <laughs> what did he got fed by ravens, I think, during his mm -hmm. 40 days. So what's your meal plan? What's my meal plan? That, <laughs> are you, that's, are that's you prepping me meals ahead of time? <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's super cool. I think, you know, I just, uh, you know, you and I have been talking about it behind the scenes, you know, for a little while now. And I just am super excited about uh, how the Lord's going to lead and, 
in, in this season. I was just thinking as you were talking about this, um, I'm, you know, a huge sports fan and uh, I've really been interested in seasons lately in ministry, you know, and we're doing our, we started our new mountain life groups this last year and we're doing yeah. those in seasons and, and just, uh, you know, trying to find those rhythms of ministry, you know, and yeah. uh, just thinking about sports and how they have an off season, you know, every year, you know, yeah. some are shorter than others, but um, how during that time, you know, they, they take a break. They do, you know, they'll, Probably yeah. most people will go vacation, you know, the, whatever for a little bit, but then they also, you know, they take some time to heal and they mm -hmm. take some time to, uh, work on their bodies, you know, doing some strength training and things like that and stretching yeah. and, and everything. And the whole point is to get ready for the, the next season and yeah. to be ready for that. And it's kind of an interesting analogy or comparison, I guess, with ministry that, you know, sometimes yeah. we're just going, 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 and then we're just going down, 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 right. down, you know, totally. that, uh, that it's kind of a, a cool idea to take a season, you know, a little off season to, uh, yeah, take a little break, rest up little bit but then also I, I love what you're doing with the counseling and the coaching and, and those other things you know kind of getting yourself prepared to come back into the next season of ministry you know mm -hmm. stronger and, and ready to go and stuff so um yeah how was that decision process i'm just uh wondering like you know i've i've never taken a sabbatical on purpose i feel like maybe my my cancer situation might've been God saying, Hey, you need to take a break, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> <Okay>. send me down <laughs> for a little while, but, um, not willingly have I ever done it. It's just not yeah. something that I really knew that much about or thought that much about before, but right. how you mentioned about how you've been thinking about it, praying about it, talking with other people about it. You know, was it a difficult decision for you to arrive at? Yeah. Um, Yes, it was. And I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. But I think the you, you made a good point just talking about the, the, the seasons of in sports like off season, because I've heard it said many times and I, the only sport that I really follow much is football, just to be honest. But um, but there's a lot of stuff that happens in the off season. Um, a lot of coach, the coaching decisions are made. Player decisions are made. Yeah. Training camps are happening. Uh, and then that's just with the team. But then outside of the team the players are constantly training and I've heard it said several times before that, that success in the regular season is determined in the off season oh, yeah. um, by what you do, by how you, by, so by, for a player to be successful in the regular season, they have to be really doing the right thing in the off season. And it's not, it's a different type of work for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a different type, like yeah. part of that work is resting and healing. Different focus. Yeah. Yeah. Injuries, yeah. But, um, yeah. So I think that's actually a really good analogy. I think that's kind of it. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a good way to look at it, but I think the, the decision to, to go through with that, it was, it was a hard decision partially because I am naturally a go, go, go person. I, I, I want to go big. I want to, um, I want to do what the Lord's called me to do and be all in and, um, present and, um, really see what the next thing is and really kind of pursue after what the Lord has. Um, and so the idea of stopping, it has been foreign to me for a lot of my ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, 
I've been in ministry in one form or another since I was in high school. Um, but really in pastoral ministry for the last, you know, 13, 14 years almost. And part of that was spent planting a church in Denver for seven years and then moving here, um, and kind of just have been a go, go, go person, you know, Mm -hmm. um, what's God doing next? Where might God be leading us? Um, really kind of leading the charge type of thing. And I think that, um, that's not a bad thing. That's how God made me, but God also commanded the Sabbath for man. Um, and, and in the old Testament commanded the Sabbath year, uh, for the land and for man to, to break. In fact, when he exiled the, the Jewish people, we know that there was a lot of things involved with that. There was idolatry and other things, but when God gives the reason that he sent them into exile, um, he actually says it was because they didn't give the land and for the reason that they were going to be in exile for 70 years, because it was 70 years. Mm -hmm. The reason was because they didn't give the land its Sabbath. Um, and he had them in exile for one year for every Sabbath year that they missed while Mm -hmm. they were in the land. And essentially it's kind of like what you said before. I think we can either, proactively honor God with our Sabbath rest. And I don't just mean on a weekly basis, but I mean, even on a bigger basis, and we'll talk about that in a minute, we can either proactively honor God with that Sabbath rest, or he can force it on us. (laughs) Yeah. He did on the Israelites. And, um, and I've had periods of that before I've had periods of sickness where it's like, I felt like I needed to be doing a bunch of stuff and God just shut me down (laughs) a week or two. You're (laughs) sorry. You're out. You're going to have to just be laying around. Um, and I've, you know, I, I've had some of those things, but I think that, uh, I'd rather be proactive about it than reactive and then, you know, actually have to totally, have yeah. force me into taking a break. <laughs> right. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where it came from is I realized last year in 2021, um, that I came to a point where I was like, I I'm struggling with where I'm at in, in ministry and anxiety and stress and feeling overwhelmed. And I worked through all of that. But as I came into this year, I, um, really realized that I need to be proactive in making sure that I'm prepared to be in this for the long haul. Um, that I'm not just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Um, let's, let's go, 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 go. And that's okay for a season, but there's also a season where we're called to, to rest and to stop. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and that's really what God really put on my heart as I headed into this year was, uh, I want you to be available to go, go, go. And so we're going to stop, yeah. stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to cease for a little while. <laughs> and it's probably, you know, for, for most of the people who are listening to this, they, they've never led a church before and they don't, fully understand all of the things that are involved with that. And even just the, the stress, not, you know, that sounds so negative to say it that way, but there's just like, it's just a, a weight. There's, there's a weight to leading a church. Um, I know I didn't realize how much of a weight it was until I stopped, you know, and came here to be an assistant. I was like, wow, I feel so light, (laughs) you know, now. (laughs) Um, but the, um, I think your Moses example is, is so key because, you know, he was leading millions of people out of Egypt and stuff. And I can't even imagine, you know, and that's what like his father-in-law Jethro and, 
It was just like, Hey, what you're doing isn't good, man. You know, you need right. help. And like, it was just too much for him. And, and so to take that 40 days to go up the mountain, to, to be with the Lord, you know, was, was key for those things. Like you mentioned, you know, that for the future of the nation of Israel, you know, God uh, gave Moses the vision and, you know, right. very, very detailed about what he was going to do with the nation of Israel during that, that 40 day time period. Um, you know, for us who are left behind, I'll, we'll do our best not to build a golden calf or anything like that while you're gone. But, um, okay. the, uh, Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that's one of the things I think that I'm so excited about the sabbatical, just about what the Lord's going to speak to you during that time and, um, and all of that for sure. So, um, why do you think, you know, we were talking about our rest and our need to take a time back and an off season and all of those things, but, um, you know, for, for you as a pastor, we're understanding what that means, you know, but for us as individuals, you know, there is also a need for that, but, um, somebody might be listening to this thinking that basically what we're saying is you have to take six weeks off of your job, you know, mm -hmm. and in order to, you know, be prepared to do what God's calling you to do or whatever. Um, is that accurate or is there a way to find sabbatical or Sabbath uh, in our lives individually without, you know, stopping our job or, or things like that? Yeah, I think the, <clears throat> I think that it is good to have bigger, longer prolonged periods of, of break and Sabbath. And I think one of the things that's important to, to realize is it's not just taking a break. It's not having a vacation. Mm -hmm. um, like a vacation is good and can be great and can be restful. But as most of the people listening probably know, a vacation can often be more stressful than anything. Right. You come back and you need a vacation from your vacation, right? Yeah. Um, the point of Sabbath isn't vacation, isn't adventure or, or family fun. The point of Sabbath or sabbatical or whatever you want to, however you want to label is uh, rest in Jesus. That's the point is finding rest in Jesus. And so in a very real sense, you can find that Sabbath rest in Christ in the, in the midst of working in the midst of what God's called you to do. And there are seasons that that is exactly what God's called you to do. I, I, I had that uh, when we were planting a church in Denver, <clears throat> Honestly, I, our church didn't have enough funds to support us for the first couple of years. I had a part-time salary from the church, and then I worked full-time running a graphic and website development business. And so I um, was working 80 hours a week mm -hmm. and uh, between the church and the, the web development firm because my wife was staying home you know, with the kids, and that's what we felt called to. And during that season, I look back and I don't remember being overwhelmed I don't remember being stressed. I don't remember feeling like I didn't have what I needed to do what God called me to do during that season. Uh, it was, like I said, it was 80 hours a week. There was times when I was up till two in the morning working on a project for a client to make sure that it launched the next day. And then I'd get up the next morning and have my staff meeting with the church, you know, the, the other part-time staff that we had. And, um, and God met and sustained me through all of that. Um, and I didn't have periods of prolonged rest. That said, I did um, make sure that I took time, like a day where I wasn't doing work. Um, oh, yeah. And so, so I, I kind of 
skirted around your question a little bit with this, but I think that, yes, I think that it is good and maybe even important in some circumstances to give yourself a longer period of rest in the Lord if you can, if you have the ability to do that. I know teachers get that opportunity um, where mm-hmm. they have the summers off. Um, I know that most of us have some form of vacation policy. You know, Use your vacation for family trips, but then maybe you should also use your vacation to pause mm-hmm. and really find rest in the Lord. And maybe it's not going somewhere. Maybe it's staying in your backyard. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bigger, longer periods are not necessarily the whole picture. Um, like I'm going to take this sabbatical leave that would be my first in, you know, 14 years. Right. Um, and I probably am not going to take another one like this for at least another five plus years, I would imagine. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not that you need to have this big thing to be okay. But it is a regular rhythm of rest in Sabbath in the Lord. And so I think that it's important to make sure that you have a day that you're not working. Um, it doesn't have to be a Saturday. Um, it, it doesn't, you know, like the day of the week doesn't really matter so much. But, but a day that you're finding rest in the Lord. And that's really the key. Because you can have a day that you're not working <clears throat> and you can not connect with the Lord at all. You know, Right, right. right. And that's, that might be physically refreshing, but it's not spiritually and emotionally refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so connecting with the Lord is the key part there. Um, that's why church is considered part of Sabbath. You know what I mean? Is you're, you're connecting with the Lord and with the people of God. And even though it's work to get up, get your kids out the door and get your butt in a seat at church on Sunday morning, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's, it's Sabbath rest as you're connecting with the Lord and right, the right. people of God. So that's really the important thing is it's not so much the time and it's not so much even like, um, the, the, the like seasons. I mean, I, like you can have Sabbath rest in Christ if you're in that situation, like I was working 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sustained by God and I was kept by God and I was emotionally and spiritually happy and healthy in the Lord and fruitful in ministry. And then there was a season where that was no longer working. <laughs> yeah. And that was when that church decided that they wanted to hire me on full time, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, that was, that was a year and a half later after that, after my third year of being on staff there, I came on staff full time at that church and I quit doing the graphic design business and, handed that off to somebody else. And, um, and at that point, I think if I had tried to work 80 hours a week, I wouldn't have been able to do it. You know, because it wasn't the Lord giving me the ability. Giving you that energy. Yeah. So that's really, I think what it really is about is being obedient to the Lord in what you're doing with your time and how you're engaging in relationship with him. That's really the key. You know, I was thinking people might be surprised because you're talking about connecting with the Lord and, and that being part of the sabbatical, especially for you uh, and what you're going to be doing. Um, I just wonder if there might be somebody listening that's thinking, but you're a pastor, man. That's all you do is connect with the Lord. Um, <laughs> could you give some insight to that about like, not, you know, a, a big long thing about what does a pastor do, but how, how is it possible to be a pastor and not always be connected to the Lord? Yeah. You know, this is one of those things that's, it's really interesting that I never would have guessed before I was involved in, in particularly 
in teaching ministry um, <clears throat> and pastoral ministry um, is that it's really easy as a pastor, as a leader in the church, as a minister to um, let your faith become about your calling mm. um, as a person. And so like being called to be a pastor, a, a lot of times it's really easy for me to default into my faith being about my calling rather than being about my relationship with the Lord. And so what I mean by that is uh, anytime I'm doing a Bible study, my mind almost instinctively goes to how would I teach this to people (laughs) rather than like, how would I, what is God speaking to me on this? It's like, how, how, how would I communicate this effectively so that people could hear what God's trying to say to them in this situation? Mm Um, and I have to fight against that all the time. Every time I, I open up the word, I have to pause and say, no, no, what does God want to speak to me right now? Not, not how would I teach this? Not how can I put this into a message? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not w- would this be a good podcast topic? Not um, <laughs> how does this address that counseling you know, yeah. situation that I've been going through with this person? Um, no, what is it that the Lord's speaking to me? So that's, that's one of the things that I think in a sense, I know it seems weird, but in a sense, it's almost easier for your faith to be about your relationship with the Lord as a person who's not involved in that kind of day-to-day pastoral ministry, because you're not constantly thinking about how this applies to other people. And, and, and in America, we're workaholics, right? We, we, we're married to our jobs often as people and um, ministry is no exception to that. We feel called to it. It is a call of God and it is for a, a, a purpose that has an eternal impact. And so it feels very important and it is, um, but the ministry isn't actually more important than the, the pastor's relationship with the Lord. In fact, the past, the, the ministry flows out of effective ministry, real ministry flows out of the pastor's relationship with the Lord. And so um, that's really kind of comes back to just the heart of what this is about. This yeah. sabbatical is I don't want to be one of those pastors that's successful in ministry, loses my intimacy with the Lord and ultimately mm-hmm. flames out because I no longer have the in- enabling of the Lord. I'm operating out of my natural gifting instead yeah. of um, the power of the Holy spirit, you know, for sure. And I I just speak for myself, but I think I could speak for others is I don't want a pastor (laughs) who's, who doesn't have a tight relationship with the Lord. And that's when I, you know, it's like the more filled up you are, the more you're able to pour out to us. And, and that's why I just see this as such a positive thing, you know, that uh, you're going to have this time to really uh, be filled up with the spirit and connected with the Lord. And that's just going to be a, a huge benefit to us as you, you pastor your church and um, excited about that. Yeah. I, I, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about the apostle Paul's words about like, Oh, if I could be a curse so that, you know, these, the Jewish people could be saved, you know, they had that heart. And I, whenever I think about that, I'm like, I don't think I could ever pray that. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't want to lose myself. You know, I don't want to yeah. lose my connection with the Lord in the, the process right. of ministry, uh, even though I care so much about people and everything. It's like, I want to stay tight with the Lord myself as well. So, right. well, hey, this is a great discussion. Uh, love the 
the format that we have of unscripted because uh, I don't think I asked any of the questions that I planned on asking. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I think this is a great insight into what the Lord is is doing in your life, and um, and just really appreciate you being open and and honest with with us uh, just about how the the Lord's leading, and uh, just really excited about. Uh, what's what's going to be happening over the next couple months and then into this next season maybe this is the year we win the championship yeah <laughs> <laughs> just don't trade me don't trade me don't trade me here i don't know yeah yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. no no uh, trade unless you build unless you build the golden calf <laughs> well he, Sorry, he, but... he kept Aaron anyway come on man give yeah. me a break gold golden bronco right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be good. I think God's going to move. It's really a, an act of obedience for me. I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm a little uncomfortable at the idea, but I, I know that it's uh, what the Lord has called me to do. So because of that, I know it's going to be good. So. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. I'm unscripted. Thanks for joining us for today's conversation. If you'd like more material from Pastor Nate, you can go to PastorNate.com. That's the word pastor, the letter N, and the number 8.com. And for more information about our church, you can connect with us through our website at mountainlife.church. Hope you can join us again next week as we continue the conversation.